Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Crunch Time. Zito Power Tools. German design quality and innovation powering DIYers. All day, every day. Visit Berwick GWM Havel and test drive the GWM Canon CC. Part of the Berwick Motor Group. And, and that over the last few weeks, we've been challenged by three pretty good teams and uh, and we've worn it, you know, so it just means that we're um, below the, the upper rung at the moment and uh, and we've got to keep pursuing, trying to get up there. You can improve in this game in a very short space of time and uh, I believe in our guys and I think we can find those increments. The Bulldogs now 7-6. and six. That's Luke Beveridge in the postgame last night. The three losses have been Gold Coast, Geelong and Port Adelaide. Crunch time is for Azito, powering DIYers all day, every day at Bunnings. Dermot Burton and Luke Hodge. Uh, give us your thoughts on the Dogs, not just last night, but their overall placing and prospects. Uh, what I've noticed with them is you, you see the teams that are playing well. They've got consistency in their side. Uh, same plays. What I've found with the Dogs is their back six has changed every week. If you look at who came in or who was out on the weekend, O'Brien, Gardner, Richards did his hamstring, Keith come back in, Bruce came back in. That's one thing is if you need a six on the ground to be stable and have the same players playing week in, week out, it's normally your back six that you need. And that's one thing that Bebo can't find, whether it's through injury or form, he can't find a consistent back six, which you can see at times it's frustrating because they're letting through goals that, that they shouldn't be doing as a top four, top eight kind of team. I was concerned last night that they've got pace out of their back line. They threw, what's in the young kid, Vandermeer down there on the halfback flank. And he gave them some mm. outward running pace. But they looked cumbersome when the ball was on the deck and in the 50. They looked like they could be scored against at ground level. Um, and, and admittedly, you got Liam Jones, who actually is quite dexterous and, and quite agile for a, a big guy, 199 centimetres or so. But then you put Keithy in there and then you've got Joshy Bruce in there. I mean, there was one stage just before three-quarter time. Joshy Bruce got tackled in the goal square and he had one arm pinned and the, the umpire just must have not given the free kick because he felt sorry for him. He just got taken to ground and he gave him an eternity. And then another time, Bruce, he went, dropped the low incoming ball and he's a wonderful player and competitor and but throwing him down back and then he just got gobbled up in the tackle that was in the first quarter they just look cumbersome at ground level for the a team which can get about and find avenues to goal once if it's not marking the ball I yeah had some concerns for them they did really well at stoppage um which, which should play into the forwards' hands, but they weren't able to capitalise on that to a winning score either, uh, a winning total either. But, yeah, there's some issues with that. For, for dominance in the midfield like they have, uh, they only went inside 50, 51 times. So, and I look at the handball happy, and I know that's the way they play. It's, 
take it from the inside, get it to the outside by a chain of quick handballs. But, you know, the, the natural enemy of of chain handballs is the tackle. And if you've got a team as good at tackling at Port, as Port Adelaide are, that's the natural enemy playing against your natural game. And so uh, they're not the most difficult team in the world to work out. I still think they've got the best midfielder in the comp, Bond and Pelly. But they have to find someone capable of being a three-goal forward each week rather than a small forward who tends to kick goals by taking a mark, Wake, Wakeman or getting a free kick. And another question, <laughs> it's another conversation. So there's issues they have across the board. Are they a good team? Yes, they're a good team, but they're far off being a competitor for the top two. You'd, so, want, you'd want them to get more bang for buck for the dominant dominance around the midfield. Like 16, they, were, they won clearance ball. Plus 16. 16. You go into, as you said, for, for, to have three less inside Ford 50s. I know they're playing against Port Adelaide, who are more of a kick team, who they Take get ground. it and they, yeah. very direct. It was but, the turnover game for me. I mean, there was some bad... T- I think it was 60 points scored from turnover and maybe six goals not, from the not, back half of Port Adelaide. Nine goals, eight from turnover. Nine goals, eight from turnover. So there was some really bad turnovers that Luke Beveridge bemoaned in the aftermath as well. So for all their grunt, all their grit, and you're going to have some really bad turnovers in your forward half too, a team like Port Adelaide, that's not what... You don't want to give the ball back to them. They're as good as any in transition and run and spread, and they made them pay every time. And yet, having said all of that... Incident with Oscar Baker with five minutes left. If that goal is paid to Cody Waitman, they're eight points down with five minutes left and with a fair bit of momentum too. That was a boy, that was a contentious right. moment. Western Bulldog, they, they've got the team that when they charge like they did early in that last quarter, like their first 15 minutes of that last quarter would have broken 75% of the teams in the AFL and they would have kicked multiple goals in that time. Port Adelaide obviously got a very stable defence. Mm. But you're, you're right, for them to be within eight points, if that goal goes through, if they had all the momentum and then... Fling down the other end, um, Port Adelaide get the goal, jumps back out to 20 points. It's uh, It sort of leaves Bevo in that frustrate, as all coaches are. When you see a game where you lose by a few goals, but there's so many mistakes that you've mm. made that you could be better in that area. Roughly it's- double inside 50 tackles in favour of Port Adelaide. So you've got a forward line with, at most times, like 80% of the game time, you, you've got Lobb, Norton, Eugel Hagen... Uh, McRae for last night, which, yeah, is a weird one. West and Waitman in the forward half. Now, Waitman should be the one who's capable of chasing and tackling, but it just didn't work out that they could hold that ball in. Yeah, so that 51 inside 50s from a plus 16 mm. clearance aspect, uh, you should get repeat entries if you can hold the ball in. Repeat That should blow out to high 50s. But they just can't hold it in once once you are that, I won't say top heavy, but these boys, in your mind's eye, have you ever seen Rory Lobb chase down the tackle? You know, Jamari Eugle, if they're there and they come past them in traffic, yeah, they'll tackle. But you don't see them put pressure holding the ball in. And they're good players, but you just have to have a concern for the way that you want to play. You, you, you're conceding the fact that you're not going to get repeat entries by pressure. Worry about their two back flankers that they're missing too, because just because when they were absolutely humming 
they were key, weren't they? Ed Richards and Jason Johannesson. So you lose one for a few months, that's bad. Then Ed Richards follows that as well. They're hard guys to replace, aren't they? And Johannesson's still six weeks away yeah. with that tendon issue. So he's been out for three already. But he's six or possibly and seven. He'd, he'd wound the clock right back, I thought, earlier this year. He was back to his best in that position. And Ed Richards has really come on as a player. So they're, they're hard guys to replace. Yeah, Richards was a massive... I'm, I'm, you still need to see more. Uh, we know what Johannesson's capable of, but the distance between his best last time and his goodish, well, quite good this time, is a massive trough over the years. And I think against the good good guys, they're going to exploit that again. So are they destined to finish between fifth and ninth and not trouble the premiership contenders in your mind? Yes, and they'll beat ten to eighteen. They'll beat all of those. They might have one slip up there, but they ain't beating anyone above six. That's the hardest thing with doggies is can you count them off though? Yeah. Because of that midfield, if they have that dominant midfield, they they can turn and they can beat a top eight team. Like they beat they beat the Lions in round three. Granted, the Lions weren't didn't play great footy that day, but they still are capable of beating a top four team. But Every it, year, it, the first three games, we get huge upsets, which have yeah. no relevance to the rest of the season. But that's what I'm saying. When you've got a midfield as capable as what the Bulldogs is, like you can't count yeah, that them out. But, that but the true. likelihood of them finishing that five to nine and not having an impact in finals is more likely. But you still, when you've got Bont, Trelaw, um, McRae, Smith all through English, like that that's a pretty dominant midfield who can get enough ball to go inside Ford fifty. They just need that forward line to be a bit more consistent. That's so, frustration. That, yeah, that they are eternally frustrating now. Their, their best is good enough, I reckon. Like they had Port Adelaide at three quarter time over there and succumbed in the last. Their best is good enough to contend, but it's proven so elusive both to get their best personnel on the park. And their best performances in real time has proven elusive. But they, I reckon it's there. They're a good team. There's just other teams that are better. better. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's why I say they are Maybe we the, the, heel, the, the best heel in the league. Yep. They, they will give you really credible wins if you are a top four team. That free kick was no good. That was no good. The, the one thing you would say is that he didn't push him either. So you think, God, he's stiff because he's bumped him. And you have to basically assault someone on the goal line <laughs> to, to give away a free in that situation. I don't think I've seen one paid this no, year. The ball but was already through. The one thing, though, he just could have looked at the ball and just maybe disguised it a bit more. He had his, if you look at it, he had his eyes on the player. And you Sammy. Think it just gave the umpire a chance. Uh, the umpire wanted to blow the whistle. That's all it was. It just gave the umpire a chance to blow the whistle. <laughs> if he just disguised it a bit more, put his eyes up. I've seen blokes up. run through blokes on the, goal, yeah. on the goal line, and you sit here and go, that was actually that's close to being booked for charging. As I said. And they let it go. And this one here was a good old-fashioned shepherd. You have to commit grand theft order. And for the, and situation, for the situation of the game as well, bring it back to eight points. Oh, you just felt that just oh, the energy go out. And, and then they go down and kick up the other end. You sit back and go, just could he have let that go? It was just the wrong call. I don't care whether it's was the, in the first, first minute of the game. It's, it's, that, that's just the wrong call. We don't. That doesn't get. If so, if that is correct, then there were sixty so far this year that have been incorrect. Yeah. If that's, that's the first quarter, know. he doesn't. He does not play that in the first quarter because of the the pressure, the the build up, and the the that stage of the game. He felt, oh, that's a block. I've I've got to call it. Shouldn't he have been closer to the action? Then we've got four now. He's meant to be very close to get that right. I don't know whether the fours helped on that front. Uh, Darcy Byrne-Jones, Port Adelaide vice-captain. They've just landed back in Adelaide, so he's going to join us next on Crunch Time.